0: Welcome to Power Hour Wrestling, brought to you by Weird Fish Productions. My name is Adrian Garcia, your host as always, and with me today is a, re- a reoccurring guest that's, uh, I guess you could say, a regular on the show now, and I'm proud to announce, you know, uh, Brian Augerbright, uh, lead journalist for the 830 Times for a wrestling column. What was that column called again, Brian?
1: column's called On the Mark. You can find it at 830 Times on online. Uh, it's here homegrown out of Del Rio, man. It's it's uh the newest incantation or incarnation I should say of my wrestling column. So and it's a pleasure to be here again with you, Adrian. Um uh, I can't wait to hear what we we gotta
0: talk about this week. Yeah, man, we got a lot of great stuff to talk about on this week's episode. Uh, the Rumble just happened, and we know we made some predictions, and I just kind of wanted to catch up with you to see uh, if we made the right decisions or not. And uh, we also got a chance to watch, uh, well, Brian actually convinced me to watch You Cannot Kill David Arquette. I saw the trailer for it, and I was very intrigued by uh, the trailers, and I watched it and had a lot of fun, and I know Brian you've been wanting to talk about it, so... We're going to talk about that on today's podcast. And uh, yeah, man, anything else wrestling, uh, we could also, you know, maybe kind of talk about what we, what we would like to see happen at WrestleMania since uh, the road to WrestleMania is uh, it's open. So uh, yeah, man, let's just dive into it. Uh, y- you want to talk about the Rumble first, Brian, to kind of get out of the way since it kind of already happened? Or do you have any uh, anything you want to bring up right now as soon as possible? No, man, we'll talk about the Rumble first. That's not an issue. Um, I Soon, thought it was man.
1: really, overall, the entire product worked out really well. Um, it kind of, the Rumble to me is one of those events that I think benefits most from the fans, uh, especially being there in person. As, as you know, you've been to one, I've been to two, so, you know, we know we can, we've can we felt that energy before, um, but unfortunately, you know, COVID and the pandemic is happening, so, WDB made the best of it. And I think overall, top to bottom, the show was not that bad. Yeah. Um, I think the matches were really solid uh, throughout. I know we were, like, super worried about the Goldberg-McIntyre uh, <laughs> match. And that actually came off pretty well. Um, uh, the Unfortunately, they're kind of, like, recycling stuff when it comes to uh, Charlotte and Asuka and, and Nia Jax and, and Baszler. Yeah. And it kinda of went the way I expected it to, unfortunately, but I mean it is what it is. Uh overall, um, like I said, I liked the Rumble. I thought the actual Rumble matches themselves were really well done. Uh, on the women's side. I I you know, I picked the number two person. I wound up <laughs> in, you know, I was that close, but I'm not mad that Bianca Belair won. I think Bianca Belair has everything the WWE is looking for right now, especially because the women's division on the two main brands is kind of it's kind of stagnant right now. So injecting Bianca Belair into the mix is going to work out really, really well. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who she decides to go after. I would really like to see her take on either if if she decides to fight Asuka that would be a good match if she decides uh, to go after Sasha Banks that would be a great match so either way you you roll it I think it's going to work out well on the men's side um, as much as it was great to see Edge back again uh, a couple of people pointed out to me that it was almost a given that he was going to win because he was supposed to come out number two And then he came out number one, and at that point, things like everyone was like, "Oh, Edge is gonna win," because of the fact that that there's significance to being the number one guy. If you're gonna make history out of that spot, you might as well, you know, go all the way. There haven't been that many guys who've done it, and uh, I think that I think it was a lot better. The the men's match was a lot better this year. Uh, There wasn't as many surprises, uh, to be honest with you the christian one i loved it i loved christian coming back and i thought the moment with him and edge in the ring was uh good moment it was special man yeah it would have been really really great with fans live but you know it is what it is uh bad Bunny's appearance in there (laughs) a huge pop star man or you know reggaeton i mean the guy is well known around the world and, and yeah, I know that you know purists would probably be like, "Oh, why is this guy getting involved?" Well, it's not like we haven't had celebrities in the rumble before.
0: I mean, Drew true, Carey was in the so. <laughs> so, and, and he didn't even take up know, the entry great. spot, so you know it's all good.
1: Yeah, and he, and, he, and, he, and he did a bump. You know, he, he pulled yeah. off a move, and you know, good for him. And there's rumors it's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I've been hearing that. You know, that. again, it wouldn't be the first celebrity. We saw Shaq. And we were in Dallas, so, <laughs> I mean, it, the president is there. Um, but, again, I, I really don't I, – I wasn't super happy with Ed winning, but, I mean, it is what it is. I thought that they gave a lot of guys a lot of time to shine. Matt Riddle being one, Riddle yes. wasn't there a long time. And he got to brawl, and then his uh, – him locking up with Daniel Bryan was that really, was really, really badass, fun to watch. man.
0: He took those kicks from Daniel Bryan like it, that was a good sequence between them too. I, I liked it a lot. That's and with Daniel Bryan saying that he was
1: going to be you know stepping back a little bit and, and, and doing less, but wanting to promote promote more of the young guys, I think that's a really cool thing to see. Yeah, um, same thing with Damian Priest. You know, Damian Priest, he's you know he's in his thirties. He's not a young buck. But no. uh he did really well too and I think uh I think it was really cool to see and of course on, on Raw we got uh his main debut. We had the moment where Yeah, and we had the moment where Edge kinda gives him the rub and is like, you know, hey you did good out there, which is kinda funny funny because there's only a couple years' difference in age between the two guys versus <laughs> yeah, like when Undertaker did it to <laughs> did it to Cena or did it to Hardy. So <laughs> But you know, I wanted, I had picked for Black. He was a no show, which kind of disappointed me, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And then I went with Big E. I thought Big
0: E did really well. Man, um, I'm not going to lie. Um, during that men's rumble uh, match uh, with uh-huh. AJ Styles, his lackey, what's his name? Almost, I think. Yeah. I, I did not like when he eliminated Big E and uh, he took out someone else too. And I didn't like that. I, I thought that was bullshit, man. I was like, "This is how you get rid of Big it, E. I was like, "Man, that's that's messed up, man." I mean, I know there's no yeah, DQ, almost, right? So, but shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the use of almost is one of those things where he's a guy who's been in the performance center. He's got this, you know, the the giant look to him, and but he's I've, there's stuff where it's just like he's he's not anywhere near ready to be in a ring. He's super stiff. He's he doesn't move really well, so right now they just have him the way he is, and I don't think he'll pan out in the long run for the WWE. Yeah. So they're just trying to find a place for him to fit. I think what'll eventually happen is, you know, I think they're kind of using him like the old Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, you know, angle back in the day where Nash debuted as Diesel and was Michaels' bodyguard, and it, it's it's a pattern that's been used over and over again in pro wrestling big guy debuts with, with other bad guy. I mean that's how Big E got his start. He was Dolph Ziggler's, you know, yeah, bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. We'll kinda of forget about that. <laughs> so and now he's, you know, the Intercontinental Champion and now he's he's beloved by, by fans everywhere. So I mean Yeah, the almost thing was kind of a it was kind of cheap and then afterwards, you know, he wipes the floor with Big E. And yeah. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll lead off I don't think it'll lead to a payoff down the road. No. Um, that's
0: why I was like
1: it just I, felt unnecessary. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, the Men's Rumble had its flaws. They did. Like they did a good job of promoting some of the younger guys and and really kind of setting the table for maybe um, the next generation to show up. Um but we'll see what happens with edge being the champ right now uh this week he kind of did the rounds he was on raw on monday yep. he was on nxt on, on wednesday he was on smackdown tonight um so i mean you know the, he's supposed to be a free agent so he can challenge anybody and for anybody's title yeah so we'll see what he winds up doing um Personally, I want to see him and uh, him and Christian team up again, yeah, and put a run together against some tag teams. I like to see them versus the New Day; that would be a blast. I think uh, we don't need any more TLC matches from them. I just want to see some good, some good matches. Even these guys, we, we saw it at the Rumble, where Edge and Christian teamed up for a couple of moves together, and. Uh, it was awesome, man. It was like the old days. I kind of, oh, the only yeah. thing missing was uh, five the benefit pose, of five photography, but <laughs> you didn't have any fans, so yeah. you couldn't do that.
0: You know, um, yeah. but going to the Men's yeah. Rumble, uh, you know, Edge winning, you know, I've, I've heard like a lot of mixed reactions. Um, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, WWE again, picking an old guy, and I totally get it. I just, do you think it would have been different if Edge had never gotten hurt and was kind of, like, you know, in the picture the whole time, maybe kind of leading up to it, do you think him winning it would have been better instead of him just, you know, coming back in the rumble and winning it automatically? I think if
1: he hadn't gotten hurt, we probably would have seen him in the title hunt much earlier. And I don't think he would have wound up winning the rumble. I think they would have gone a different direction. What I'm kind of disappointed in with the WWE with Edge is thus far he's only been paired with Randy Orton, <laughs> even in yeah. the Rumble like it was Randy Orton, Randy Orton, yep. Randy Orton even at the end, Randy Orton. And then who did he fight on Raw? Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. It's like come on, man. I mean, he can you know he can wrestle other people. It's okay. He's not that he's not riddled. <laughs> yeah, you know, give
0: I him mean, an maybe it's gonna happen now. I was hearing that uh, I think he was talking to CBS Sports. Um, I think they were talking to him about, you know, you're in the title picture now. Um, You know, are you going to be there every week kind of thing? And, you know, Edge said that he'll be there every week. You know, he'll wrestle every week if he's in, you know, the picture. So hopefully we get to see some matchups between Edge and uh, different superstars. I personally want to see him face, you know, these younger guys um, because I think that would be cool. Um, But I know the whole Randy, I thing they had to end it. And I guess they just, it kind of, felt weird you know they kind of just ended it you know on Monday uh-huh. with kind of no buildup it just happened but whatever right um well I mean but... orton had been with
1: he was in the Bray Wyatt thing for a while he still exactly is. yeah and he still it hasn't is. been resolved yet and now edge comes back and they're like okay we're just gonna put this over here and, and pick this up again it's like all right sure man let's just, <laughs> let's just go you
0: know, yeah but
1: Yeah, I saw. I I know what you're talking about when Edge said
0: that he was going to be a full-time guy. If his body holds up, then so be it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, he's in great shape. And, you know, for a lot of people saying, uh, you know, he's old, he's a lot better shaped than a lot of older wrestlers are, you know. And I still think he can still put on a good match. And also, for me personally, I thought whoever won the Men's Rumble... In my honest opinion, I did not see them winning at Mania. I just don't see Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns dropping the title at Mania. Maybe just as me, uh, I just don't see huh. it happening. I just feel like Drew's on a good run. I don't know who would beat him. I don't think they would let Edge beat him. And the whole Spear versus Spear thing with Roman, that's probably going to happen. And let's be honest. Do you really think they would let Edge beat Roman at Mania? I doubt it. You know, and I already know Is they're exactly not what? they're not gonna let Edge face Finn Balor for the NXT title. That would be great, but it's not gonna happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantasy land, right I mean, there. I mean, I, I, I I'd like to
1: see Edge versus Balor at WrestleMania for the NXT title. That'd Which, be a, that'd be a
0: blast. Dude, take my money, Shit, um, Yeah,
1: right. Uh... That's why I was hoping, and I don't understand why they wouldn't have let Owens go over on Reigns at at, at the Rumble and take the title off him for now. Yeah. And kind of refocus Reigns and make can make him come back as an even meaner and tougher and more, like, dedicated heel. You know, kind of like, you stole something from me and I want it back, that kind of thing. Yeah. But... I know, I know that you know Roman's doing some of his best work right now. Uh, there's no doubt. Even tonight, I mean, the promos that he cut tonight—they were good regarding Ed. I mean, they are really, really good. Yeah. Um. And so I I understand all that, but at the same time, if you're gonna push it all the way to to Mania, I mean, that's gonna be tough, man. That's that's still a couple months away, and you know. The build is gonna have to start soon because you can't for that kind of situation where Reigns would be the champ that long heading into Mania, that's not worth a month of build up. You're talking about two, three months, man, at least, to get the proper you know, especially if you want fans back in there, which I understand is the plan for Raymond James Stadium is to have some fans back. So if you're going to do it, you better like start the build-up now.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, the WWE, they've done weirder things. So it's I true. guess we'll just have to wait and
0: see. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I had fun with the Men's Rumble. Um, my last takes from it were I love seeing Carlito. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, he came That's out with cool. the apple and, it, and everything. But I guess he can't spit in the face of people right now because, you know, Covid, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, hey, you don't. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You, you you don't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing Carlito, that was great. Seeing the hurricane, that was pretty funny. But in my opinion, I, maybe I could have seen someone else in the Rumble. Um, Kane was a big surprise, even though deep down inside, I kind of figured Kane was gonna make an appearance, and this might be his wow. thing where he just comes out in the Rumble because it's Kane, you know. Um, yeah, but true. but overall, uh, I had fun. Uh, Braun Strowman at number thirty was kind of uh, weird, but whatever. And uh, did you know that Jeff Hardy was the first one to get eliminated from the Rumble? Fun fact. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, he was. Yeah. That's right. Poor Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he totally was. But we also got Seth Rollins back. Yes, so, that is true. He was um, twenty nine. I believe. But I came back. I know that some people didn't think uh, they didn't expect him back that early because they kind of thought he did. He needed more of a build-up. Yeah, but, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I mean it was good to see him back. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was nice. I liked it. I like. I miss having crazy Seth Rollins. So <laughs>
0: it's good to have him back. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully we can see uh, more from him, and uh, who knows what's going to happen? Can't wait to see, and uh, also edge winning at number one puts him with uh two other people which is Shawn michaels of course and uh chris benoit who won at number one so yeah. now they can that, say now Shawn wwe michaels. can mention Shawn michaels and edge so <laughs> and somebody else that's right yeah they can't do it's, that though
1: <laughs> yeah you, you gotta it's a it's a it's a slippery slope man you gotta if you've done it this time, if you've done it this long, you can't go back now. That's just exactly.
0: Well, let's kind of talk about the Women's Rumble. How did you feel about the Women's Rumble compared to, you know, the three that they've already have? Has it been three? I think it's been three. I'm not quite sure. Maybe four. <laughs>
1: Women's Rumble, I think it was booked really, really well. I think um, we had – their roster is real strong at all three levels and they've also got a lot of the women i mean right now they have the dusty roads cup the tag team so a lot of those women were going to be kind of out of the mix i mean shot blackheart came out and she's she was in that she's in the in the dusty roads Cup. was the dusty roads cup yeah um i was glad to see victoria back i was super excited. oh man talk about childhood crushes yes i was excited to see victoria a lot of people (laughs) apparently were super happy about that yeah, and that's good. And to peak. On hit the Widow's Peak was, was really was, was good to see also. And she still had the, the mannerisms with her hands.
0: Yeah. Um, we saw uh, Jillian uh, I mean, Hall too.
1: Jeez, <laughs> Jillian. I didn't understand that. But then again, <laughs> um, they used her exactly the way that – the probably the best way that they could – with billy k and, and billy trying to like <laughs> use her resume to team up with somebody, i thought that was amazing that was funny right now she's probably one of the best uh comedic wrestlers going right now men she's or pretty women. funny man yeah and, it, and she's not like using like her she uses the same kind of resume and trying to latch on to somebody thing but it's it doesn't get boring it doesn't get old like like our truth, twenty four seven title and that nonsense. Oh it's god! Really, and then worked they,
0: really, really well. They did the whole twenty four seven title thing during the Women's Rumble, and I, I I, personally, Alicia I did not Fox, like that. Man. I was like, really? Like, we, you guys had to do Fox. that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got
1: you got to get in where you you got to fit in where you get in, man. How uh, do you want to make it work? I guess so. we got Alicia
0: Fox back too. We got uh, yeah. You know, Tori Wilson came back. Tori Wilson. Um, who else came back? Uh, I think that might be it. That came, I mean, Mickey James. I hadn't seen her in a while, so it was cool to see Mickey James. Yeah, um, I was good to see her back there. Uh, no Trish, which I was surprised. No but then I again, was surprised. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I think it's it's time that they uh, you know put the the women that they do have. You know, they had a lot of NXT, which was cool. Like they had Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Tony Storm. I, I like Tony Storm a lot. Um, Santana Garrett. I've seen her before. Uh, I just couldn't remember where. That was I... interesting. Santana yeah. Garrett. Oh, she was in the Mae Young Classic. There you go. Um, That's where I've seen she she
1: also, her. Yeah. The May Young Classic. She's been a fixture with RCW uh, wrestling at a San Antonio. Um, she's been around for a while. And she's just one of those uh, women who's. I mean she's solid she's a solid worker um she's got the experience uh she's i don't know if she's under wwe contract or not or she is they don't use her very much on nxt um but she's a she's a steady hand man and i think it was a one-off for her to be honest with you her being yeah. at the rumble but still it was good to see her there that was a nice surprise it was good to see santana garrett yeah, um, man, it
0: was cool, and we also yeah, got happy. to see uh, Dakota Kai from NXT, and also oh, God, yeah. Ember Moon, who you know is on NXT again, which is great because uh, I like her on NXT, and um, yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. And then, uh, how did you feel about Natalia being number thirty? Natalia is a, you know, another one that's
1: at this point in her career, she is just gonna be that person that comes in. Uh, to fill space she again she's a solid worker yeah you you can't go wrong with her she she can be a good heel or a good face but at this point in her career she's if she comes out it's probably going to be to put somebody else over so and there's nothing wrong with that there ain't nothing no, wrong with that no. at all you know she when she retires when she decides to retire i think she'll be a hell of a trainer for the women's oh, yeah. division the performance center because i mean that's what Tyson Kidd is doing. He's he's a trainer at the Performance Center. Yes, yeah, so, that's true. And there's rumors. I mean, he's, there's been rumors that he's trying to come back. I've heard about that, those rumors, like, yeah. He and Jason Jordan, there's been discussions that those two guys are working to come back. So who knows what might happen. But with Natalia, I mean, the number 30 slot, and it's typically in recent years, it's just been like one more person. Okay, cool. We're done. Let's go. Um and that's kind of what we got with her. I think the the last three was appropriate, even though I'm not a Charlotte fan. I think you had to have Charlotte <laughs> you in there. You had to have it, man. Yeah. You had to have her there only because you needed Rhea Ripley or uh, Bianca Belair knock her out to sort of like legitimize them. Yeah. And then it's sort of you know they kind of reset and went at it you know Ripley and and Bellair went at it on their own and it sort of like was like a passing of the torch kind of thing which really doesn't make any sense considering that Charlotte isn't that much older than them. I know Ripley's on the young side. I think she was like 19 or 20 when she debuted the first big young classic with her long hair and yeah. she was already like a, like an amazon at the time. And then Air is I think 31. So, I mean, she, they're not like Young, but at the same time, they're still pretty fresh because they haven't been in the business that long. And seeing them square off, you're you're seeing the future right there. Yeah, and man. I'm confident that Mia Ripley will will again get to wear the gold, even though right now she's not in the title picture.
0: Well, she could in be in the future because now she uh, she yeah. is officially on the main roster. We just don't know where. I keep seeing like on WWE's like social media, like. Where's Sharia Ripley go? Raw? SmackDown? Back to NXT? And it's like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I think she needs to go to Raw personally,
1: uh, just because Raw needs just needs someone like her. Yeah. Because right now they got Baszler, they got Jax, they've got Asuka, they got Charlotte. Uh, and whereas SmackDown has Bailey, they have uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks, they have Bella.
0: Sunny, SmackDown's kind of loaded right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Smackdown has like the more well-rounded women's teams yeah. or women's wrestlers whereas Raw has the more powerhouses and the more like physical ones. So I think Ripley could work best over there and you keep Ripley and Bella apart because eventually you'll have them meet maybe a clash the champions. Or something. There you go. So you know, yeah. that would be a good down the line. So just keep them apart that way we don't we don't get tired
0: of seeing them square off against each
1: other. Exactly. That's how it should be going forward. Yeah, so.
0: we'll just have to see if that's how they do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Have totally. you seen uh, that? <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away from it, right? It, I mean, things happen, uh, but there's a picture where like Belair's feet did touch the floor. <laughs> I don't I know if you've seen it. that. <laughs>
1: and it's a weird angle. I can't really tell. It
0: looks they look they're, like they're like under not. the apron too, so it's like you know.
1: But yeah, it's cool. I mean,
0: like, it's whatevs. Like, The Rock did it. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, I mean, remember
1: <laughs> remember when uh, when Curtis Axel didn't get eliminated and he kept running <laughs> with that whole, that whole man. gimmick for like half a year. So, I mean, <laughs> if they want to use it to delegitimize, like delegitimize her win and set up an angle with somebody, they probably can. Yeah,
0: but nah, nobody's harped on it yet. Nah, uh, no. Nah.
1: It was a, it it was a good Things choice. Things don't happen the way they're supposed to all the time. So
0: yeah, man. I mean, look how long it
1: took Paul Heyman to work a set of handcuffs.
0: <laughs> so. Oh man, that was great. Let's talk about that next. Uh, any last takeaways from the Women's Rumble? I thought it was great. I thought Belair, you know, was a good choice, and uh, can't wait to see what she does next. No, nah, I think I said overall I I would have
1: liked to have seen her win the Money in the Bank instead, but I'm not mad she won the she won the Rumble. I think it was a good choice for the WWE, and you know
0: my pick was second, so you know overall I'm happy with it. Nice man, nice. Well, let's kind of talk about uh, the Last Man Standing match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. I thought the match overall was really fun and I thought it was a great match. I think, you know, I love Kevin Owens and I think uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have kind of built this chemistry. I mean, at TLC, that was a great match. And, you know, this one was an even better one, too, in my opinion. Um, how did you feel about the match, Brian? Besides the whole Paul Heyman fuck-up, uh, other than that, you know. Yeah,
1: Paul Heyman and handcuffs. <laughs> well, it's good to know that Paul Heyman... He's not like a freak behind the scenes, so obviously. <laughs> um, you know, this is, what, the third pay-per-view that they've wrestled on? Yeah, I think the so. Third time that they like wrestled for the title since, since Roman's become the champ. And I'm like, uh, if they didn't drop the title, if, if Reigns didn't drop the title to Owens, they need to drop the angle altogether and just move on. It just and feels like might, it's too it's gonna long. It's going to be rough for Owens. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just we're at what's at what's at that stage now where it's gonna just wind up being a parody of itself. And, yeah, you know it's gonna. Both guys can wrestle. There's no argument there. Both guys are outstanding. Yeah, but I just really think that you know if because of the fact that that Reigns retained, he's still you know the head of the table. He's still the big dog. Um he now needs to go in a different direction and needs to get as far away from Owens as possible. And the WWE doesn't need to book Owens and Richard Reigns anymore because we've seen it enough. We've seen it enough, and it's it's kind of it's like their safety valve, and I, I don't like it. I think the match was solid, even though the match looked like it was two different matches. But yeah. It, it looked like a cinematic match, and,
0: <laughs> and then whatever else we got. And they did the whole um, golf cart spot. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, and I mean they're they're both really great guys, and they can turn you know chicken shit into chicken salad, and I mean that's what happens when you're really really good at your job, and that's what those two guys are. Um, but you know the ending, uh, I don't know, man. That's I, pretty I bad, that man. I, if I was gonna, like I said, if I'm booking it, I'm putting the belt on Owens. I'm making Reigns come back as a as a meaner tougher heel um and just doing that, man. Because right now, he's basically on his own. The Usos can't wrestle. They're not cleared to wrestle. Yeah. And so Roman has to be on his own. And that's fine. He can totally do that. He can 100% do that. But when you keep making him play, like when you keep making him fight against guys like Owens, which it seems to me like the only person that he's fought I know. in like the past six months, it just seems that way. I know it's not yeah, but it just seems that it does. You're so,
0: right.
1: So yeah, now we go forward. and Now we play the dance with him and Edge. And are we gonna get that?
0: I think we are. Well, did you honest. see how, on awesome SmackDown everything. like Owens came out and stunned uh, Roman Reigns in front of Edge? Uh, so it's like what? They just, they just
1: <laughs> can't get away from that from that combination. And like I said. It becomes lazy. It becomes just like this fallback kind of thing for WWE. And if it's not going to lead to a payoff for Owens, why do you keep doing it? See, like, why do you keep doing
0: it? I would have preferred if they would have started this Reigns Owens rivalry like early on, like maybe sometime after Mania, maybe like near SummerSlam, and stop it a little bit, but not really. And you make Owens win the Rumble, you know? That maybe if they wanted to still keep this train rolling, right? But now it just seems like they've st- they started it too late, and yeah, like like you said, yeah, it's over. You know, like <laughs> you've had three pay per view matches already. Like that's kind of like the given, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm over it.
1: I it was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It was a good match, but I'm over the rivalry and I'm ready to move on to whatever's next. So same here. Good job for both guys. Hey, man, go go find a new dance partner, boys. Give, everybody <laughs> else, give somebody else a
0: chance. Well, what did you think about the Smackdown Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Carmella? I believe this is actually their third uh match for the title I, as well. I yeah. I
1: don't like Carmella. I don't think, <laughs> I don't I mean, she's come a long way from being the sidekick to it's true. to Enzo and Big Cass, but I just don't like Carmella. Yeah, I think I, I, a lot don't like of her. her <laughs> I think a lot of her, like, you know, they they teased her. They teased this superstar coming back, and it took one airing of that teaser for people to figure out who it was. I know, like, oh, right? Carmella. And like, oh, damn, you know. And she had a limited moveset then. I mean, remember, you know, she had. He needed James Ellsworth. They had put. They paired her up with oh James Ellsworth. God. to make her viable. And it was, and we had to deal with that. And now we had to deal with a Somali. Whatever the hell we're doing with that, some guy from Cirque du Soleil. All right, cool man. I can't remember his stuff, name. yet. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Reginald. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, Sasha Banks deserves better. Yeah, she does, man. You come out of a, you come off a feud with with Bailey, a feud that that took like almost two years to pay off, the slow burn. And you stick her against Carmella, and it's like... And
0: we were talking about it right now, that SmackDown has the well-better, well-rounded women's wrestlers. So it's like, why can't they put anyone else against her besides Carmella, you know? I mean, you know, I understand why they wouldn't put
1: her against Naomi, because it's like face versus face, I get it. But still, you know, Naomi's a much better talent, and I think Naomi... Definitely, will give a much better match against Sasha. Um, and now with the, with the hopefully with the addition of Bianca Belair. I mean, you're definitely opening up a lot of things there. Hey, there we uh, go. Yeah, you're. I right. don't know if Peyton Royce is on SmackDown or not. I don't know if she's on SmackDown or on Raw. Uh, but, I, shit, I can't remember. But you know, I just Carmella, just she's always just come across to me as as this. As a person who gets the rub because the way she looks versus oh, yeah. the way she performs, and and then I get to hear and then it's annoying hearing Corey Graves talk about her oh, because gosh. they have a relationship. <laughs> it's like, I mean, dude, I understand your role as the heel announcer is to put over the the heels, the bad people, and do and reward all that shit. But dude, come on, man! It's Carmella.
0: <laughs> I know, man. It's 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 just weird.
1: She's Carmela is heading. She's she's heading into that John Cena five moves of doom. Like, but like she's not good at it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I can't. I just can't tolerate it. You know. And you're right, though. She's improving. I've seen her gotten a lot better. But it's still not. It still doesn't do it for me, man. There's 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 more. Better wrestlers, you know. No offense to her, yeah, just yeah. you know,
1: like. No, and this feud with yeah, and the feud with Sasha, I think is gone. Is another one that's gone on long enough. Let's yeah,
0: move on, and we'll see. You're saying that, right? And then I'm watching SmackDown, and I see freaking Belair, you know, going up to Sasha, like right, doing her spiel, and then who shows up? Good old Carmella. So, uh, ah, yeah, they, they just. They can't help themselves. They're prolonging <laughs> they these storylines, man. It's like, <laughs> when does it end? Well, they just can't help At least there's always. one storyline that's over and we can all be happy about, which is uh, the Goldberg debauchery with uh, the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre was able to defeat Goldberg, thank goodness, in, uh, in an okay match. You know, I, I kind of figured that it would be short but there was a lot of good spots you know it, it was very uh I was surprised to see Goldberg pick up Drew but I know that was a lot of you know Drew helping out <laughs> but uh it was interesting to say the least what did you think
1: that match was a lot better than a lot of people expected and I think it played out exactly the way that the WWE hoped it would and I think it really worked in terms of you know, letting Drew kind of take over as the big, like the big threat in the WWE, and kind of make him a more viable champion. And not that he hadn't earned that, obviously. I mean, he beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, at WrestleMania, uh, he's he's really had some really good matches. In fact, I don't think he's had a really bad match. No, since he's been back. And a lot of that is just because he needed that time away from the company. He needed to go out there and wrestle different talent and be exposed to a lot uh, to a lot more variant talent, guys that were hungry versus guys that had like big-time WWE contracts and were just along for the ride. Um, I don't think anyone really... I, I mean, in the back of everyone's mind, there was that fear that Goldberg was going to beat Drew. <laughs> but I don't think that WWE was ready to shit on Drew yeah. this early, and um, they wanted to make Goldberg still look strong in case they needed, in case they wanted to use him at another one of their big events. <laughs> um, because I mean, he's still a name that people know. You know, it's still the same reason why Sting is valuable on AEW. Yeah, it's still the same reason why Hulk Hogan came out on SmackDown tonight. So. <laughs> It's it's the name, man. You know the name. You yeah. you t- you you totally know it. So That's very true. but you know, they both did a good job, the match didn't go super long and then you know the respect at the end. So it was what it was. It didn't embarrass anybody. The WWE got the reaction they were looking for and <laughs> we're all better for it. So you know yeah man yeah Yeah. it was a match
0: that I didn't need to see but it happened and you know I'm moving on from it now um yeah exactly yeah so hopefully we'll see what's next for Drew maybe it's Edge I don't know uh but very excited to see what's happening next for Mr. McIntyre I honestly can tell you I don't know who's gonna beat him for the belt you know when Randy beat him that was I, totally I, I, like was like what and yeah. then they gave it back to him and I was like I didn't see him losing to Randy Orton but uh yeah man yeah
1: that was that was like I I I can't remember why that happened but yeah I mean I, I didn't have an issue with it but it, again it made Drew come back better and and hungrier and that's the whole purpose yeah um right now right now it seems they're going to build up a thing with him and Sheamus which would shouldn't oh, be too bad, true. yeah. Sheamus, Sheamus fast lane, yeah. He's a good, he's a good heel. Uh, they've got the, they've got that personal relationship, so that that should be a good match. We should see that for about a couple months or so. Um, so that seems to be the direction. After that, you will have to wait and see what what happens. But right oh, now, man. I know Sheamus is next up for McIntyre, and I, I'm not, and I, I'm down with that. I, I'll go with that. I'll roll with it.
0: There was also the. I did not see the kickoff match. I don't know if you did. It was the women's tag match. Um, I totally thought you it was did. not going to be on the kickoff.
1: <laughs> and I and I totally it totally played out exactly like I expected it to. <laughs> Where you know, Lacey Evans comes down, distracts Charlotte the first time. They avoid the, you know, Charlotte avoids the the surprise roll up. Then she locks in the figure eight on uh, on Basler, and then you know Ric Flair hands hands Lacey or whatever the foreign object of doom, and <laughs> like it looked it looked legit. Like Lacey's punch just blasted Charlotte in the cheekbone. I was like, oh snap! Damn. It's good on both of them for the way it looked, <laughs> but you know it knocked, it knocked Charlotte out. And Nia Jax hits the big splash for the 1, 2, 3, and that's it. We got new champs. The, I mean, they gave, like I said, it played out exactly the way I expected it to in my <laughs> head. Um, I have to say I liked Baszler's ring attire the whole night. I liked the way it looked with the big cutout of the ace. I yeah. liked that a lot. Uh, the spade, excuse me, because he's as queen of spades. Yep, um, <laughs> I really like that gear. And Nia Jax is Nia Jax. You know, with the best you could say, she didn't hurt anybody. So, <laughs> you know, good on her. And then they wind up uh, getting knocked out of the Rumble by Lana. And I'm like, all
0: right, whatever. I know. It's, it's, see, now it's like. <laughs> okay, cool. What are they doing with the women's tag titles? You know, like, what's going on? And I think I saw in well, Raw it, that, like, Lana and Naomi, I think, won a, a battle royal or tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the tag titles you know it's funny that you say that because
1: word came out today that the Bella Twins are coming back because the women's tag titles exist oh so, no they just had babies
0: <laughs> get ready for the return of Bree and Nikki Bella. Oh Bellico. god. Well, thank you for getting me excited. Probably I'm so hyped. Probably dude, just to oh, that. No. More wasted spots, so there man.
1: You, there you go, buddy. Just the uh, cheese. That's not that wasn't part of my breaking news today, but I saw it today and I'll like, "Well, <laughs> We'll see It like, is
0: what it is. You tell me that, man. And now and then like Asuka who's been like totally forgotten it's like what are they doing with the Raw Women's Championship right now? She's just there. Yeah, it
1: is and it's tough and that's why I said I expect Ripley to go there and I expect them to put I would Ripley like to see that match.
0: Her. I would like to see that.
1: And then if you if you're going to go long-term booking, I would like to see Ripley beat Asuka and then set up Ripley versus Baszler, and let's have let's have those matches for a while. Hey. And that would make me happy. That would be really uh, cool. But, you know, I don't see anybody else coming up from NXT for a while. Nah, I know. until after right Mania,
0: maybe.
1: Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez, and Io Shirai have got a feud going on. It's going to culminate in a match at TakeOver. That should be really good. Um, and you have the Dusty Cup. So you've got four women tied up there. In fact, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are in the finals. Oh wow! And they'll probably face Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Ooh, nice uh, matchup. The fact that they're wrestling the way, and I don't think you're gonna. I don't think they'll put the way against uh, Gonzalez and Kai. I don't think they'll have heel versus heel in the finals. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be Amber and Shotzi. But I and we'll see what happens after that. But I think that's how it's gonna go uh, going forward. So, but I don't see anybody else in the women's division coming up from NXT anytime soon, aside from from Rhea Ripley. Uh, maybe Io Shirai. If Io drops the belt to either Martinez or Storm, I could see her going up. I could see that too. But I, but I don't want to see another uh, like. Far East tag team. I think that's a waste of <laughs> Like what they I did, think did it's with like Kyrie Sane talent.
0: and Yeah, like what they did with Kyrie like
1: Sane. Kyrie, Kyrie Sane is a different individual altogether because Kyrie <laughs> kinda when you look at it, she really just embodies this this fun spirit and as a heel she was amazing. She was so funny as a heel. <laughs> she was basically like a direction the this weird like like little sister to asuka and um you know asuka played her role really well i mean a lot of people forget that asuka away from wrestling has like a she's a huge youtube star yeah she's like a popular cooking show she's a video game reviewer i mean she's like all this stuff that she's been doing it's (laughs) very popular in japan
0: yes yeah eo
1: Shirai however eo Shirai is hundred percent I'm gonna beat the living shit out of you yeah and man, she's hardcore. That's just who she is and, you know you know of course, she's, she's in a relationship with evil from new Japan <laughs> so you know that's a hell of a couple right there and I'm sure that she's that, that she embodies a lot of what he embodies and so Eo Shirai oh, yeah. coming over you know that would be that would be fun I would like to see her confront Oscar and kind of let's because they never they didn't exist in nxt together so you know let's see them throw it down on raw and that'll make me super happy too so uh but yeah if yoshirai drops the belt either storm or martinez i i predict that you'll see her on
0: raw uh within like the next week or so after that nice man nice bold prediction We'll see what happens, man. Uh, but, yeah, you know, well, uh, the Bella Twins, that, that doesn't get me excited. Um, but thank you for telling hey, me. Man, you can look if you can't touch, man. <laughs> Damn it, man. Well, uh, any last thoughts on the Rumble? I did want to say one thing. I did hear that, uh, you know, Mr. McMahon wasn't at the Rumble because he was at his brother's, um, I think, funeral but he did watch the rumble on the network and he was like you know contacting people here and there but do you think it played a big difference in how this whole pay-per-view kind of came about Uh, maybe I wouldn't doubt that there
1: was a little like guys were a little bit more relaxed without Vince being there Yeah, and not because Vince micromanages everything even though he does get involved (laughs) in a lot of stuff But I think without the big boss being there, you kind of take it a little easier. You let things flow the way they should. And I think that may have been a prime reason why the men's rumble was booked the way it was. And uh, it worked. It really did. You saw a lot of young guys get a lot of exposure. And that's a huge thing. um, Because the rumble is like, you know, it's the kickoff to WrestleMania. And it... It helps give a lot of guys an opportunity to, you know, start angles or, you know, showcase what they can do and kind of leaves the fans wanting more, you know. And, yeah, I guess him not being there helped out a little bit. But in the end, you know, the WWE always has a plan, man. So, yeah, I'm sure Vince was watching. I'm sure he was calling and he was just double-checking on stuff. And at the end of the day the rumble came off pretty well i'd say overall i'd probably give it three stars out of five um you know nothing really irritated me or made me super angry it was a little predictable at times but most frustrating is you've watched it enough and you look at it from a from a different from a fan's perspective versus a person that that covers the sport and so yeah i mean i enjoyed it for what it was i'm not gonna lie that was it was
0: entertaining yeah. have been <laughs> same i i enjoyed it i had fun with it and uh yeah man you know hopefully it's uh a site for things to come you know but then again there is fast link, so uh i don't know um we'll yep. see what happens <laughs> but overall Before. overall it was fun um well let's get into some other topics brian is there uh do you want to Kind of tell me what you've been wanting to tell me, Brian. You said you've had some news that you want to bring I'm out. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I got, I'm going to
1: go towards the end of our show. Okay. Uh, right. I don't want to talk about this weekend, of course. Um, before uh, I, I, we talked about it on our last podcast, so I hope you were to check some of it out. We did have the Fight Forever 24 hour pay per view, a 24 hour live stream wrestling event brought to you by Game Changing Wrestling. Um, it was aired on YouTube, on Fight TV. Uh, it was really, really
0: crazy. It, it was crazy, man. Um, <laughs>
1: excuse me. I don't know how much you got to watch.
0: I saw a few. I, I saw watched. a few matches. I saw Joy Janela wrestle, and uh, I did see the the last match of the evening as well. I do remember that one, and I just remember liking the setup. You know, I know it was like twenty four seven, but I don't know the way that they filmed it. To me, I liked I love- it. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I love the fact that they kept calling that place the GCW Performance Center, where it's like a <laughs> shitty-ass, like, bar. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> That's an so old um, I know they had early on, because apparently it was super cold, and I guess, like, their oh, system, shit. like, wound up having a power outage. Oh, so damn. So they were actually two and a half hours in, and they lost everything. They lost their feed, and it took them, like, half an hour to get back up. Um, So it was kind of rough. But I watched, uh, I'd probably say about 10 hours, maybe 10, 12 hours of it.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Saturday night, Friday to Saturday. Um, I know that there was a couple of big names there. Leo Rush kicked the event off. Oh, that's right. Uh, Eric Redbeard wrestled. It was good to see Eric Redbeard there again. Um, Homicide. Formerly oh, one see. of the original members of LAX, he wrestled. He wrestled a couple matches, actually. Uh, death Death match legend Madman Pongo was there. That <laughs> match disturbed me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that match like really just But, I mean, it's a death match. What are you going to do? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ricky Morton got to wrestle with his son. Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express wrestled along- alongside his son. Oh, that's badass. really and of course, Joy did not wrestle twice, at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, one time he wrestled against the guy looked like Justin Bieber from the Yummy video, and uh, I mean, I just I couldn't stop like making fun of that dude. But Joey, but Joy put him over, and it was interesting because he put him over That's true. because he talked about that guy being the future, and a lot of those guys there being the future of the business, and that how he got started, and you know he was like them once, and and that was really cool. He got really emotional. That's cool um, man. It was. And yeah. overall I think the event raised close to $60,000. Hey, that's uh, I know I don't know it, So, um I did my part and I actually got I spoke on uh I was uh, on Facebook Messenger with a friend of mine uh in San Antonio who had watched a lot of these independent. He keeps up with a lot of these independent guys and uh it was it was really cool. The only if I have anything bad to say about it is that I never want to see that goddamn Terry Funk commercial again as long as I live. I don't want to hear Terry Funk yell fight forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm good. After seeing it like for the 45th time over the course of, of the event, I was <laughs> like, yeah, we're done with this. Um, I Terry did Funk, wind up man. following Toy Funk on Instagram, so I'm looking oh, forward cool. to seeing if I can sell some of those guys. Um I also don't understand the fascination with Dan Housen. I'll put that out there right now. <laughs> and if you if you listen to this and you like Dan Housen, please email me at talking too loud uh, the real talking too loud at gmail.com and explain to me why Dan Housen is worth my time because <laughs> I have not figured it out yet. I hate Dan Housen. I'm going to put that out there right now. Into the ether, into the universe. I hate Dan Housen. I saw him on Ring of Honor. Wander- I saw him on like a Ring of Honor show, like a, like a recap preview show last night, and it didn't help. <laughs> it did not help one night. So, But no, Fight Forever was really cool. I think it was a really great concept. Um, it was good to see uh, some guys uh, who hopefully we'll eventually see on the main roster somewhere.
0: Yeah, and,
1: man. Uh, or at least on a bigger show somewhere. In fact, the guy, I believe the guy that lost in the main event there's rumors he's headed up somewhere. I don't know if he's going to um, the the Performance Center or if he's going to Impact or AEW. But uh, they were talking about how he's that's why he left.
0: That's why he lost the match. I saw so that. You on. know, he lost, and I was like, oh, was oh really shit, cool. yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, <clears throat> I think I think it's a very badass concert too, um, and I think it was very cool that they they threw it for you know independent wrestlers and. You saying they raised almost $60,000, that's that's incredible, man. So kudos to them. And yeah. If they ever throw it again, you know, man, I'd be down to watch it. <laughs> also, it was good to see you. Uh, it was also good to,
1: good to hear Nick Gage do commentary. I think Nick Gage. <laughs> that was hilarious, every, man. He yeah, was man. like, man, fuck that every guy. <laughs> should have, He should be on like, a separate commentary track for every pay-per-view <laughs> going forward. Oh, because he knows man. the moves, but he yeah. also like doesn't like a lot of people. So are really, really <laughs> awesome. So
0: was... shout out to Nick Gage. Thanks for being yourself, Nick. <laughs> yeah, man, that was pretty funny. I, I loved it. Oh man. Uh, well, speaking also of... before. Oh, what's up, man? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was I was going to move on to the next topic.
1: Yeah, just before we get too far, I also want to offer my condolences uh, to the family of uh, former NWA World Tag Team Champion, the Natural Butch Reed, who passed away today. Uh, due to heart complications. I saw that, uh, man. Very saddened to hear that. Reed was a hell of a wrestler, a uh, former football player, a former pro football player, uh former, like I said, former NWA World Tag Team champion alongside Ron Simmons as yes. part of the mask duo, room, and then eventually without the masks. Um, yeah. And interesting fact, they were managed by a woman, Chris Benoit's uh, wife, Kevin Sullivan's wife at the time, who eventually became Chris Benoit's wife. Um their feud with the Steiners was really awesome. And I don't think people if you get a chance, I I'm hopefully, I'm sure it's on the network. I was gonna say
0: yeah.
1: Dooms matches and they were just phenomenal for uh for their time. They had some really great matches with the Steiners. Um I think they were feuding with the Koloffs as well. Um they were just a really, really good heel uh tag team in the old nwa early wcw days um and i'll never forget when they when they got unmasked against the steiners it was a leapfrog by uh by rick and he pulled off butch reed's mask and like butch reed sort of was like this trying to hide his face and was shocked and he wound up getting rolled up for the one two three and afterwards like ron simmons is berating him in the ring and then Ron like is slow to like, grab his mask, and he like, rips it off, and he's just so damn angry. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it's Ron Simmons. And I'm like, oh, snap. And then they just kept wrestling with the mask as Doom. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. That's so, cool, man. Um, again, uh, sad to see Butch Reed pass away. Um, he was a hell of a guy. And uh, my thoughts go out to his family and his friends.
0: Uh, we lost a good one there. Yeah, man. Our condolences. You know, we we lose too many wrestlers every year, and uh, you know, we hopefully it wasn't because of any old wrestling injuries. You know, I know they didn't really take care of the wrestlers back then. So you know, we got to look out for uh, these wrestlers. You know, and uh, check up check up on them here and there. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, hopefully the network has some of Butch Reed's matches. Um, obviously, they own mostly everything so you know they have a whole library so uh yeah i want to check that out i want to check that uh that his matches with the steiners that that sounds pretty fun man it was those good times well man let's get into something that uh, i've been kind of wanting to talk about with you uh you kind of got me into it um i want to talk about the wrestling documentary uh you cannot kill david arquette if you're ready to talk about it man Oh yeah, I'm ready, of course. Alright, man, well let's get into it. Uh, Here's a little, uh, I guess, uh, synopsis, I guess you could say. Uh, Branded as the most hated man in wrestling after winning a highly controversial (laughs) WCW World Heavyweight Championship in 2000, actor David Arquette attempts a rocky return to the sport that stalled his promising Hollywood career. Dangerously determined to redeem his reputation and reclaim his self-respect, Arquette will stop at nothing to earn his place in professional wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah, you cannot Pretty kill David yet. Arquette, now, man. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I don't know if you were watching wrestling when that whole thing happened.
0: I sadly was.
1: <laughs> I remember because I was anxious. I was. I wanted to see Ready to Rumble. Me. Yeah. I wanted to see it in theaters. I, I did see it in theaters. I'm not gonna lie. I saw Ready to Rumble in theaters um, with Oliver Platt portraying the king which goddamn was a stupid (laughs) that movie was hot garbage but you got to see professional wrestlers on the big on the big screen that's true and you got to see uh i believe martin landau uh as an old wrestling trainer whose whole gimmick was just to basically holler (laughs) you want to wrestle i fucking love that man beyond belief so the whole thing was part of Vince Russo. Of course, Vince... I don't know why they called David Arquette the most hated man in wrestling. Because Vince Russo, goddammit, he's... He's the one to, that you know, wrote it, most, you know? It been, and he's the most hated guy in professional wrestling. I think he is, Because too. even in the documentary, he talks about when they put the belt on, on Arquette, he killed the business. Yeah. Um, and it was a move that... And, and DDP comes to Arquette's aid. And he, and does. he backs him up in the... In the documentary, saying that he didn't want to, yeah, he was like, "No, man, it's not, that's not no, oh no, no, no," because our kid understood wrestling. He understood. The he was a fan of the business. Yeah. Why that belt was so important? But at that time, WCW was dying. Um, they were they were they were hemorrhaging viewers. They were hemorrhaging money, and you know there was one last gasp to do something to put eyes on the company, and it did.
0: You yeah, know, it did.
1: Hollywood folks were like, oh my god, David Arquette. And I remember I remember that, I think it was Nitro, in which Courtney Cox and um, Kurt Russell come out, <laughs> and uh, that's when I think Cox and Arquette were married. Yeah, and she's and like, you're not a wrestler. Yes, I remember that. I remember <laughs> that episode. And, uh, like, Russell laughing at him and all that. And... <clears throat> It's unfortunate because David Arquette. He was a. I mean, he's not an amazing Academy Award-winning actor, but he was a good guy, you know. Yeah. But I think that documentary showed us that he had, he had his demons. Um, Oh yeah, it it really did. Hollywood family with his sisters, you know, Patricia Arquette and Rosanna Arquette, and you know, his brother who wound up transitioning and becoming a woman. Yeah, uh, they were in the spotlight for as long as they were all, uh, as long as they were all there, and you know, David. I think it hurt him, the fallout from all of that stuff, and I think that the the documentary really showed how broken he was because of it. And you know, it's it's it was really cool to see the redemption arc in it. And if you haven't seen it, and this is like totally spoiler alert. Man, I know, right? So we're not like spoiling it. it. Sorry. <laughs> um, it, it's been on for a while. Damn, meant to get on there.
0: It's on uh, Hulu. It,
1: but uh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. Uh, the redemption arc in the film really, really made me happy, and just to see him go go through what he went through, and uh, there was some stuff in there that really made me smile. Like, for example. Like I didn't know about his relationship with Luke Perry. I didn't realize they were. That I didn't close. either,
0: man. And that that whole part where you know later on, where he's driving them to the hospital, I didn't even realize it was Luke Perry until like the end. And I was yeah, like, "Oh shit, that was, was until, Luke Perry." Because until Jungle Boy comes out, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, I was like, "Is that Jungle Boy driving?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then to see Brian Tillman Jr. At that was end, really cool too. About how I was dad uh, how you know David like help the family out after his dad passed away. I thought that was really really cool. And that's stuff that you know
0: doesn't get talked about, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you want to hear the story at the same time. You know, you you keep it close to your chest because it's personal, man. That's Yeah. And I totally get that. Uh and God bless david and god bless his family and <laughs> his even, family
0: was just like you're crazy like why are you doing this his wife like
1: but even his daughter comes around it's so hilarious yeah it
0: daughter,
1: is like, yeah trying to tell like her mom you know his dad was badass and i was like oh well, that's hilarious um <laughs> And of course, you know the match we're talking about. Nick Gage.
0: Oh, and I remember. Man. The,
1: I remember when that happened. I remember the the the, the, the news and everything about, everywhere.
0: It was everywhere, man. I remember yeah. that too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Nick Gage don't pull no punches, man. He's a, and the thing is, he and and David talked about it, and that's how. I mean, even uh, death matches, even with death matches, and you have to talk about it. You have to you talk about. it. Yeah, you talk, yeah, you talk
0: about it and. I know that things are going to happen. I think it was just an unfortunate accident, you know? I I think, you know, he just got stabbed accidentally. You know, it wasn't intended. You know, and kudos to fucking uh, David Arquette because it looked like he was like, dude, I just got stabbed. I need to get the fuck out of here. But he went back and he finished the match, man. They might have finished it quickly, right? But damn.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They finished it quickly. That was shock. Yeah. That was shock starting to kick in. Yeah. yeah, he rolls out of the ring. Everyone kind of, like,
0: holds their breath for a Yeah, the they're like, oh, shit. And
1: I can only imagine Nick Cage is like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, the, man, I mean, it it looked like a pretty gruesome match. I mean, ku- kudos to David Arquette for taking on Nick Cage in a death match, you know.
1: <laughs> and, then again, that's that's Arquette respecting the business, respecting...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the whole part of it respecting the you know the fact that you know, sometimes reality bleeds into no pun intended bleeds into what they're doing in the match and sometimes those things happen and you have to take it home man and and after that you'll know, go and get that medical attention
0: yeah man and it's uh, and like you said it's crazy that after the match was over luke perry drove him all the way over to the hospital like you could see there was a part where they showed it like there's just blood squirting out of his neck man that that was that was yeah, pretty it intense
1: was, it was too intense and i'm and sure it, at that it, time it scarred you know, him too i mean, I mean
0: you saw that, uh, that he took like a year off and stuff you know like i mean i'm pretty sure yeah. like it was it was just traumatizing <laughs> to say the least I'm sure, his, I'm sure his wife was like, you know, you can't do this
1: anymore. You, you shouldn't do this. And it's not like Arquette has dreams of signing with, with WWE or no. becoming a, a full-timer. The guy, is, he's older. His body isn't probably in the best of shape. I mean, after the years of abuse, he's put it through. But, I mean, he looked good towards the end. He looked like he was in shape he took everything he did seriously the DDP stuff
0: and see that, that was cool when like, he Whoa. went to Mexico to see DDP I was like what the fuck is DDP doing there but you know he's over there <laughs> doing his yoga and shit and it, it looked like a movie you know where like oh I've come to learn from you and DDP was like "Well, I'll send you, <laughs> I'll send you to these fools that I know that kind of do some shit <laughs> and that was cool too seeing oh, the street yeah. wrestling I loved that. that that was badass I was like i've seen that before too i'm
1: glad you had never seen it I'm like what the hell is oh, for here?
0: i saw it on uh, vice one time they have this show where they it's called the wrestlers and uh there's, oh. it's about lucha libre. and there's a little there's a little part in there where uh there's street wrestling and yeah man it's just it's insane like you know i've seen people try to like clean my window shields, window things right on the streets but never like wrestling like shit I'll give you a dollar or yeah. five, five bucks for that That's I'm mad kinda ass. mad about that <laughs>
1: I'm kinda mad I'm kinda mad they wanna like wash my wash my windows or park my car but they don't wanna have a match in front of me like, come on
0: guys I'm like I wanna see Step someone up. get fight I wanna see someone get hit <laughs> I wanna see a, a rana, man it's alright man don't worry
1: about
0: it and that, that was on. another cool thing seeing him learning to train like seeing him trying to do the hurricanrana because like let's be honest all of us have probably dreamed of wanting to do that right but when it comes to actually doing it you know like yeah you know like you gotta like you know you just gotta do it but it was just cool to see david arquette like struggle to do it but then actually get it at the very end
1: oh yeah and he made it look effortlessly towards the like towards the end remember he wrestled that legend show against Mr. Kennedy.
0: Yeah, that was cool and, seeing uh, that build up because when he took that whole year off, he kind of like lost his shape and everything and kind of like was going down that downward spiral again. And you know, he took the match and you know, he got in shape and it was fun to see Mr. Anderson <laughs> and uh, him wrestle. And
1: again, you know, I think it's it's really cool that they show early on in the film how he nearly gets in a fight with you know Brian Nobbs uh, from the Nasty Boys because oh, he wants yeah. to be on that legend show and right. the guy's like hell no hell like, I don't no. want, I don't your want ass. you on here and, yeah. hate you, and all that and then like a year he later he winds up at the end <laughs> in a venting a show like that and I'm like "Well, oh, there you go man but uh, it, it's it's also part of the promoter, man.
0: The yeah. promoter
1: knows, go with the hot hand. Yeah, man. And, and at the time, run, he was hot.
0: You know, people would love it. it. Yeah. Redemption
1: 4, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hells
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. It, it was cool. And I thought it was really funny uh, when he did that first match in that very backyard, backyard wrestling, man, where, like, it looks like... I and want to get ir- a camera and go film some backyard wrestling.
1: <laughs> that whole sequence irritated me because <laughs> it's like these these bunch of banana-head meth smoking moonshine making rednecks are essentially talking about protecting the business. It's
0: like, dude, dude you got to look this at you so guys. Cold. You're using light bulbs and shit. <laughs>
1: You guys have a fucking ring that's missing a bolt that collapses <laughs> because you bunch of fucking clowns don't want to put that piece of shit together. It's like you got your fucking ring is held up by dreams and fucking rubber bands, man. Fucking garbage, dude. And like, yeah, seriously?
0: Yeah, that that, is, that was kind of like weird. Fucking when
1: fucking we...
0: <laughs> it was kind of weird for them I... to be like talking like that, like, oh, you know, he needs to respect the business. We're gonna teach him something, like. Like you said, like, y'all motherfuckers are learning yourselves. Like, what the hell?
1: (laughs) You guys are, you guys are, you're the gatekeepers of wrestling. You clowns, get the fuck out of here. And, you know, obviously it was, it was, obviously it was a work because, you know, the end credits, you're hanging out. Oh, yeah. But still, I'm like, I'm across as, like, fucking, like, the fucking champions of professional wrestling. <laughs> when you fucking banana heads look like this. Yeah. I man, mean, It looks like a it like a bootleg copy of old mid South wrestling and shit. It's <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, you bunch of idiots. <laughs> okay, at least are these arquettes wrestled in front of like five thousand, ten thousand people. You yeah, guys man, can't that's even true. get 10 people in
0: your fucking backyard. That's it for free. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I know Jesus. man it was just funny to see like the how it like that was his first match. <laughs> oh man. You, know, we're you gotta you gotta start somewhere, right? What's that? You gotta start somewhere, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> hey man, everybody's gotta start somewhere. I mean the I mean the Hardy's set up a ring in their backyard. That's very true. And, yeah. And I mean I to think I think CM Punk did the same thing. So I mean it's not like it's unusual for that stuff to happen, but you know, those guys wound up going to a wrestling school and going, you know, getting proper training and doing their stuff. And, you know, there you go. Ate right. Didn't fucking cook moonshine in the bathtub. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah they know what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe Jeff did. Maybe
0: know. Jeff did. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was cool. Uh, I never really, you know, saw that side of David Arquette, you know, where – I mean, I kind of figured, you know, after, you know, he did Scream, he kind of got typecasted. I do remember Eight-Legged Freaks, and I was like, yeah. what? But uh, just to see that, you know, it sucked that, you know, he couldn't really get anything after that. And, you know, yeah, he just looked terrible, man. He looked miserable. And uh, it, it's kind of funny that, like, wrestling kind of, like, revamped himself, uh career-wise, and I guess you could say, like, spirit spiritually-wise, you know, so, um, it was very well, f- it was filmed very well, you know, um, it was just, it was really good, you know, from, from beginning to end, you know, I, I liked it, I liked how the fans were the ones that really, how you said, you know, got behind him, so, that was yeah. very cool to see. I mean, fans dictate...
1: The business, as much as the internet wrestling community makes it hard for a lot of fans, because you got a lot of shitheads out there behind keyboards that want to talk trash and 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 run people down for no great reason. The reality is, you know, fans buy the merchandise, fans buy the events, fans are the ones that feel the arena, and in you you saw it last year. Without fans, wrestling just didn't feel the same. Yeah, you know, you really, you really couldn't get that, that emotion. Um, and, you know, fans can, can make a star out of out of anybody that they really want to. If they if they work hard, if if they latch onto something, they'll make it work. And as dumb as it is, it will it will take off. Until the fans look for something else. It's very and true, that's man. That's just how it's always been. That's how it's all fans are fickle, man. Yeah, that's you know, very true. <laughs>
0: <and> <laughs> We're fickle. The
1: best wrestlers are the guys that learn to take that stuff and, and make it their own. A great example is Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle he would come <laughs> out to his music, Olive, you suck, you suck. <laughs> and you know, and he knew it. and He played along with the whole thing. He, oh, I yeah. do not suck he would do all you suck he came back with his last run with the WWE he comes out and he's just like soaking it on like yeah tell me I suck yeah, yeah. I missed this <laughs> and that's and that's what the fans can do that's the kind of stuff the fans can totally do and I guess it's the reason that Dan Housen's popular I
0: guess I don't know that. there you go man you answered your question man circle back he's circling back that. that's what a good person does comes back Oh man uh, Overall uh, I really enjoyed this documentary Uh, It's only an hour and 31 minutes Um, You know it's it's on Hulu Uh, It came out August 20th I mean August 2020 On the 21st I believe That's what I'm looking up Uh, It's very great It's on Hulu Um, It's worth a watch And uh, it's pretty crazy Hey, Hey Brian did you notice that like You know David Arquette's wife His current wife it kinda of almost looks like Courtney Cox just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens. It you happens. Know, you, man. you marry women that you, you get
1: attracted to women who look the same. Then yeah, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault him. She seems like a very nice person, I think. I think she's really she truly loves him for who he is. I think that's really cool. And um their Basset hounds are really awesome too. I like the dogs.
0: They're oh really yeah, cool. the dogs are um, great.
1: And oh, of course, Ric Flair, being a lecherous old man in regards to his <laughs> wife, was kind of like, okay, all right, like, buddy, freaking uh, Ric Flair, man.
0: yeah, it's Ric Flair, I but guess. Right? <laughs> but yeah, man. But I
1: mean, it was, it was. She seems like, like I said, she seems like she's a big part of of David. She comes across as a big reason for David turning things around, and very true. And she puts up David. with
0: him, man. You know.
1: Well, she, I mean, she also supports him. Yeah, you know, she was there. The big match, you know. Oh, yeah. And it, it was really cool because then, you know, they, she allowed him to build a ring in the backyard. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's not one of you can sneak by your wife. And What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it.
0: And I thought it was cool you that, know? you know, she dressed up as Elizabeth for him at, uh, oh, at his yeah. match against Anderson because, you know, he was a big that's Macho right. Man fan. That was pretty cool to hear him say, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean,. It, more often than not it's i noticed this when i had my first column there are a lot of wrestling fans out there they just don't say it because yeah. there's that whole weird stigma attached to it mm-hmm. kind of like oh you like, like that I stuff <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen speaking of our and this is a good tie in there's um there was a a video that was put out a few years ago um, called uh, Wrestling's Not Real. And it was produced... It was directed and done by Max Landis. And it's on YouTube. Mm. And it's it, it kind of chronicles the career of Triple H. But it's done... Oh! It's done with models. And it's done with, like, guys who are in the business. Like, the best scenes are when um, Triple H is kind of, like, playing to the fans and talking about... Um, like why don't you like me and stuff? And they like and in, in the crowd you see Colt Cabana, you see uh, Frankie Kazarian, you see Christopher <laughs> Daniel. It, it's hilarious. But in that in that if you've never seen it, you need to watch it. You'll love it. You, crack been, it off, you, will, <laughs> you will. You will. Just, you will just love it. But in the very beginning, Arquette comes out, and as Landis is explaining what wrestling is, Arquette comes out with the line, "You know it's fake, right?" And suddenly, like, storm clouds start coming up, and he, like, runs off the screen. So he's (laughs) in on the joke. That's what I'm talking about. So people want to talk about, you know, that's, like, their big defense. Wrestling's fake. And uh, it's, like, we tell everybody, I tell everybody, wrestling's not fake. I go, it's predetermined, and it's choreographed, but it's not fake. Yeah. I I go, you can't, you know, body slams and power bombs and all that stuff. That shit hurts. Yeah, man. But your body gets used to it. You know, wrestlers get used to it. But if you do it wrong, you can hurt somebody. You can hurt a wrestler. Exactly. I mean Stone Cold Steve also was nearly paralyzed the pile driver, and that's a move he's, he took countless times. Yeah. Um you know, Neville broke his ankle on a baseball slide.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true.
1: Draw broke his neck on a on a ruined power bomb. Yeah. Things career really came to an end because of a buckle bomb. And these are all moves that those guys had done over before countless times. And it just happens. Yeah. So it's not fake. It's just the outcomes are predetermined and the moves are choreographed to ensure that people
0: stay safe. But it sure as hell isn't fake. No, no, man. They put their bodies on the line for entertainment. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. And I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: I've been a fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm. Hell yeah, man! I've there where I like stepped away just because. Same. You know, I I I wasn't enamored with the stars, and I was like, eh, it's. But cool. you get drawn back but into
0: it somehow, right? You do. There's yeah, there's just something that, that happens. happens. Yeah, you know? and then when you come back, you come back full speed. You, know, it's like, you do. You're like, damn, uh, I've but, been, I've been, I've been <laughs> lost track. I gotta like watch some old episodes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, any last takeaways Um, from uh, "You Cannot Kill" David Arquette, Brian?
1: Watch it. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, please watch it. I don't get paid by Hulu. I don't get paid by these guys. Please don't think that I'm promoting it. I kind of wish I did. I mean, (laughs) I pay them. But um, (laughs) go watch that, and then when you're at it, search for wrestling on Hulu, and there's some other really good documentaries on there. Um, please check them out and get some really cool stuff that's not produced by WWE WWE. or AEW or Impact or any of the companies these are independent guys who make this stuff and who wanted to make these kind of films so go out there and like check them out and this one especially You Can't Kill David Evil Arquette phenomenal just a really good story arc and just a really good uh, redemption tale so please go watch
0: it you'll enjoy it hope you haven't ruined it for you (laughs) i know right we forgot to put spoiler alert but i don't know if we really gave away a lot you know i think you can still uh watch it with our takeaways and you know little short review of it uh but yeah like you said brian check it out on hulu it's great uh david arquette uh, i hope this pandemic ends soon so uh wrestling can get back on track because i kind of want to see david arquette wrestling now live that'd be pretty badass because he's getting older even oh, he I, even said in a documentary was he was in, like you know yeah exactly get older <laughs> too yeah uh but yeah it's great uh one of the best one of the my top documentaries of you know of last year I would say I saw a couple of documentaries nice. last year so but this one was really good you know like I said filmed very well uh with the with the time span and it's just great cool all right man well uh are you ready to give me your exciting news, Brian, since we're getting close to the end of the show? Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll, we'll go right into that. Um, you said you watched AEW, or at least part of it. I did watch AEW. Wednesday, of
0: course. Yes. Did you watch all of it? I did watch all of it, man. All right. You saw what happened at the end. I did see what happened in the end, man. We had a Kenta
1: sighting. We had Kenta. Kenta from New Japan. Remember the Bullet Club in New Japan, formerly... Of NXT, uh, now you know full time New Japan actually lives in Orlando. Oh no, so, shit! <laughs> he does. He lives in Orlando. Um, that's why apparently uh, on Twitter he put out a tweet going, "How far is it from Orlando to Jacksonville?" And surprise, surprise, he shows up and hits uh, John Moxley with the worst looking GTS I've seen in a long time. <laughs> just, just a total whiff. But uh, Kenta is the number one contender to Moxley's U.S. title in in New Japan. Well, it's now led to... There's going to be a relationship between AEW and New Japan now. That's been confirmed. Um, Moving forward, uh, no big storylines have been announced, but now everybody's super excited uh, that these two are going to be working together. So you're going to see like Ibushi versus Omega. You can see... um, Suzuki versus uh, Dustin Rhodes, or Dustin Runnels, I guess. Yeah, that would be pretty um, badass. You can see a whole bunch of storylines you hadn't seen in a while. But the, other, but the bigger news, in my opinion, is that... Not piggybacking off that, or not even related to that, is that uh, New Japan announced uh, on Thursday that they are teaming up with the Roku channel... And beginning February eleventh, they're gonna have a one hour show every Thursday at five PM on on Roku on the Roku channel. I did hear about um, that, man.
0: I thought it was really badass because I have a Roku. I like
1: (laughs) twenty, and they're probably gonna have more historical content on there. So if you're a fan or you've been dying to find out about New Japan and you just didn't want to pay the money to get, even though you should subscribe to New Japan online, I think it's it's worth your time. They do air the pay per views. Um, with a Japanese commentary or you can get the American commentary uh, Kevin Kelly is the lead commentator for the American side uh, it used to also have Jim Ross which I yeah he didn't do a great job there yeah. and Don Callas, Don Callis has transitioned now to, to teaming up with Kenny Omega um, but you can check out the, and Rocky Romero is also part of the commentating team when he's not wrestling or he's not managing his guys um but yeah, man, New Japan's coming to Roku. And I don't know if this is eventually going to lead to a separate app on Roku and give them their own channel. I really hope it that does. That would be really badass if they did that. Because right now, to my understanding, the only way you can watch New Japan outside of the website is on the Fire Stick from Amazon. Even then, it's like kind of. I heard it's kind of funky. Ooh. So I'd love for this thing to actually work and take off. And give people an opportunity to see new Japan content, see some of the best guys in the world that you maybe haven't been exposed to, and people that we've talked about before on the show, and just kind of get behind it. Wrestle Kingdom already took place; it took place in January. That's their big event. That's their WrestleMania, essentially. Essentially. (laughs) Um, But you still have the G1 coming up. The G1 is coming up, man. And you have the, uh, the 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 Battle of the Super Juniors is still coming. Super J-Cup. There's still a the Dominion is coming. Yeah. Uh, there's not, not a lack of stuff that's going to be happening in, in New Japan. And now with their relationship with AEW, you're going to look at some like really good dream matches going forward. And as a wrestling fan, it's it's a really great time to be alive. It's something that a lot of people anticipated, to be honest with you. It was when just a, bucks a matter of when. Well, it was there was a little bit of a hold up because of the way that the guys left. And, That's true. You know, it was a lot of hurt feelings. Um, but apparently one of the big execs from New Japan, a guy who was uh part of that group that was like, you know, to hell with these dudes, he's passed away and it oh. kind of opened things up for a better conversation, a better relationship between, uh, you know, New Japan and Tony Khan and AEW, so... Um, and, of course, some of the New Japan guys do live in Florida. That's crazy. I didn't, know, I didn't know that most of them lived in Florida. So, yeah, man. So, we're going to wait and see. I'm, <laughs> I'm anxious to see what happens. I really am. Uh, I don't know... Where Okada would fit in all that, but I'm sure you could. Put I would Okada love with, to put him in there with somehow. anybody. Yeah, And in, in AEW and, and generate a pretty good match. And it's funny because you look at the guys in AEW, and just off the top of my head, you got Chris Jericho, wrestling New Japan. Omega made his name in Japan. The Young Bucks, huge in Japan. Yeah. Um, Hangman Page wrestled in New Japan. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Yeah. In New Japan uh Moxley the Red, US the US champ, champ in Japan. <laughs> in Japan. Yeah. So I mean Cody Rhodes wrestled, wrestled in Japan. Wrestled in Japan, yeah. I mean it's the there's no lack of guys uh from AEW I have experience wrestling with guys from New Japan and putting on some bangers of matches and that's just gonna translate here to the US Of course right now with the pandemic going on and the the limitations of international travel you you don't
0: expect it to happen right away but slowly but surely yeah. and you know if you're a wrestling fan this is amazing to see for one, AEW is already working with Impact now they have New Japan you know that leaves the door open for maybe some Impact wrestlers to wrestle some New Japan stars as well I'm not sure if they've had a... I think they've had a relationship before, but I'm not entirely certain of it. Well, they did
1: back in the, in the early 2000s. Yeah. They lent a bunch of their talent. Okada was wrestling at Impact. I do, yeah. Uh, man, uh, in the early Kada days. Wrestling in Impact. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but Impact has been working with AAA a lot as well. That's true.
0: Um, so I think it's cool so that all these companies are starting to kind of work together, you know? um it, it, it's more for the wrestling fans as we could see fantasy matches that we've always wanted to see and hell maybe we not we maybe not be able to watch them ever if you know these companies wouldn't weren't able to like work together you know so i i think it's really cool as a wrestling fan to see because i've had so many fantasy matches that i'd love to see now it, it can potentially happen man
1: it's just a situation that the perfect scope and the perfect world everybody would work together because everybody everybody would benefit from it um of course the WWE would probably want like a bigger piece of the pie considering (laughs) they're a global a global phenomenon but at the same time there's nothing to say that they couldn't benefit from working with AEW or benefit from working with New Japan or Impact or AAA or any of that stuff you know that's at the end of the day, money is, is the deciding factor for all of that stuff. It is. And you work out the right deal, and suddenly, Vickety Bam, man, you've got dream, like you said, dream matches and situations that we just, that as fans, that's what we want. We want to see this stuff. Um, it's kind of like when WWE finally bought WCW. I know it wasn't the same, I know it was a shell of what it was. But, but people wanted to see wanted those to see, matchups. Yeah, you know, the only one I don't think we ever really saw was, was Sting and Undertaker. That's kind of Gosh. the match that a lot of people wanted. But we got Booker T, you know, in his prime doing some good stuff with WWE. Should have got the title, um, man. Yeah, well, that's neither here <laughs> nor there. But that's, that's another discussion for another day. yeah. Um, yeah. You got Hogan versus The Rock. Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock, which is what we wanted. Uh, classic,
0: man. Yeah.
1: I mean, you had the situations, kind of what we wanted. Not entirely great. You know, Rey Mysterio come was good <laughs> to see him. You know, we all, but we also got Mike Awesome, which, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't all great. Like I said, it wasn't all great. But you got to see some stuff. You got to see some matches that we wanted. and Same thing with ECW. Yeah. And you know the potential is there. Will it ever happen? I don't know, but I'd like to see it and maybe with AEW and, and New Japan working together, it'll kind of nudge the WWE into to working with other companies as well instead of just buying them and kind of, you know, seeing us lose some of those really good wrestlers in the shuffle that don't want to to work for the WWE. So yeah,
0: man. You're right. Yeah, totally right. New
1: Japan, man. New Japan, AEW, and New Japan
0: coming to Roku. Big news. Big news this week. Big news, man. On uh, New Japan, man. Uh, it's great. New Japan's awesome. Uh, like I told you, I kind of got into New Japan about like four or five years ago. I'm not really up to date, you know, with a lot of stuff. I do try to catch, you know, their, uh, you know, special episodes, pay-per-views like Wrestle Kingdom and uh you know for them to come to the roku Roku channel i have the roku so that's great you know i, I want to see it uh but man maybe and, i might, yeah, subscri- I I might subscribe i might subscribe to new japan actually you know just to just to get everything you know and kind of like you know get on the get on the new japan train because there's a lot of great a lot of great wrestlers out there man um there are there are a lot of great yeah. matches too yeah man and, um, they're so hard-hitting they're hard-hitting hard dude <laughs>
1: Don't, don't sleep on don't sleep on New Japan just because you don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling is universal, man. Wrestling is universal.
0: Hell, yeah. Uh, so watch out for next week because I did see a little uh, clip from AEW where Kenny Omega was trying to talk to Kenta, and he was like, oh, hey, man, how's it going, man? And, you know, trying to be like, you know, bullet club. And then uh, Kenta just, like, blew him off was like, fuck you, man. Get out of here. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, I don't know. I think he's teasing that they're going to, like, Team up to take on uh, John Moxley and uh, somebody else potentially. So uh, we'll see what maybe happens, out. man. Yeah, duh, maybe. We'll see what happens, man. It's exciting to see. Uh, you know, just gotta wait for next week to see what's gonna happen next, man. But yeah, big news for New Japan. Very excited to see it, and uh, it's a it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan right now. For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> Well, on that note, man, uh, I'm gonna end the show. But uh, you got any final thoughts for us, Brian? No, man. Just another good week for wrestling. Um,
1: you know, we're gonna be in kind of a quiet mode here with in between pay per views. I think Impact has a show coming up uh, this weekend, I believe. I'm not really sure, but they have one coming up soon. Is I'll it where uh, Tommy Dreamer is to...
0: gonna face Rick Schwann for the Impact Championship? I have no idea but they're introducing some sort of
1: new match that i think is, oh. i haven't looked up on it uh, yet so we'll see how that whole thing plays out um but i think that's the next big event i know new japan just had one uh not last week but be before last so yeah man there's if you're a fan don't stake to one box i mean you there's nothing wrong with liking one over the other but just, you know, branch out, man. Try to watch as much different stuff as you can. Um, don't bust your wallet doing so. But, you know, go on YouTube <laughs> and, you know. There's play, a lot of free stuff out there. You just to TV for has a wrestling channel. Yeah. And uh, it has, like, old school wrestling. In fact, last night I saw the match or part of the match. Between Kerry Von Erich and Rick Flair in Japan. Wow! Where Rick got the title back from Kerry after Kerry had beaten Rick at uh, the Cotton Bowl. At the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> uh, as part of the David Von Erich tribute show. So I remember that match, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." It was cool to watch it. It was also cool to see they had some mean Mark Callis matches, aka The Undertaker. He was wrestling. Uh, he wrestled Paul Jones, and he wrestled Jerry Lawler what? in a. In a like this weird tournament that also featured uh a young uh, jeff jarrett <laughs> and uh the late, the late hot stuff eddie gilbert so it was really cool it was really cool to
0: see so yeah oh watch more
1: wrestling people
0: Enjoy. and you said Stay that's on, on the, on the, the that's on the pluto channel right because i was looking that yeah, up pluto TV. see man wrestling yeah, but- wrestling's coming around man it's 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 coming around it's here and there man it's starting to get on uh, a lot more platforms
1: and it's also part of nostalgia. People
0: like yeah, man, that takes you back
1: to your youth, and, and you know, especially older folks. It, uh, like in the Midwest, man, it, wrestling was huge, and Texas yeah. wrestling was it you know, was big. Really no longer exists, but the
0: memories are there, man. Hell yeah, man, you got that right. Well, man, uh, my final thoughts are: you know, the Rumble was great. Can't wait to see what Bianca Belair and Edge are gonna do at WrestleMania. You cannot kill David Arquette. One of the one, a great wrestling documentary that you should watch that's on Hulu. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, making some headlines by showing up on AEW, so can't wait to see what happens next. And, yeah, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Well, damn hell yeah man until next time Brian you know uh, we'll be back next week on the show we'll probably see what's going on with you know AEW you know see if uh, some other New Japan stars come out if Kenta comes out again you know we'll just have to keep uh, keep an eye out and see what's going on this, uh, this week uh, cause you know it's the road to Wrestlemania so I gotta check in on Raw and Smackdown here and there I might not watch it fully but I just gotta check the storylines to see what's, where we're going you know um oh. <laughs> for, sure, for sure, So it's gonna be great. It's fun. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you know, Power Hour Wrestling is on Anchor. It's a, a great way to. If you want to start a podcast, that's the number one place you need to go to is Anchor. There's a lot more p- uh, podcasts on that site, and you can also find us on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, other platforms too but if you go to anchor.com you can find us under Power Hour Wrestling you'll find all of our episodes and you can see what platforms we are on as well Um, but thank you again guys for listening this has been a Weird Fish Productions my name is Adrian Garcia your host as always and always with me now is to my co-host to my left of me here Brian Ardenbrecht and make sure to catch out Brian's column uh, on the mark on the A3O Times. Appreciate the shout-out, man. Hell Y'all yeah, Y'all have man. a great weekend. Hell yeah, man. And once again, this has been Power Hour Wrestling. And we'll see you guys next time.